movies. We watch movies. You listen to us talk about movies that we watched without you. It's beautiful. Thanks. Now this is podcasting. This is a commercial for Anchor. Anchor. Hey, Adam, how you doing? Uh, um, Trey, Trey, you didn't give me the copy. Oh, that's okay, Adam. Just improvise. Aren't you a professional comedian? Yes, and... (laughs) Oh, boy, Adam, isn't it? Anyway... This is a commercial on top of the commercial for Anchor. Yes, and... Oh, we're just kidding around, guys. This isn't a commercial. This is a Super Films Cast 64. My name's Trey Mitchell, and to my immediate across the country over in the great state of Ohio and the little hamlet of Cleveland... He is safe from all blast radiuses. It's Adam Fullerton. Adam, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Check the nuke maps. Everything's good. <laughs> They're good. You're, you're good. If I, I don't even know how we got into that. NuclearSecrecy.com, the website future blast victims visit every day. Ooh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Go there. Check if you're safe. It's important to know. Adam, what you been up to, man? Oh... You know, Trey, I've been getting really into betting on golf. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. You're turning into an old man right before my eyes. Yep, I'm going to come, going to get married, going to be into golf. You are. I have two I cats. Have to, yeah. Things are, things are spiraling. They are spiraling, man. Once you get married, just might as well cut your nuts off. And put a golf club in your hand. That's what I say. When That's I was the at, saying, I was at the first Rangers win in the World Series of all time. I was at uh-huh. that game, Rangers San Francisco Giants. Yeah. The only thing that I can tell you about it <laughs> uh, is that the guy next to me. I went with my girlfriend at the time, and the not guy Gina, not Gina. The guy next to me said, make sure you try all three holes before you get married because you won't see two of them after it happens. Jesus. (laughs) That's what he told me. Just a a random dude. I was was probably 20. Yeah. He was just trying to be cool. He was, uh, yeah, he was, I don't know, mid-30s probably. Oh, no. Just and this is like in a standing room only area with a tons of people around. Do you have like a big old hot dog in your hand, mid bite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I brought my own little mayo that I I make. And you know you how I like it? my mayo. My mayo. It's like a little bit like runnier and waterier, yeah. waterier than usual. Waterier. Uh-huh. Yeah. Warrior. Did you so, uh, bring in? Did you bring your little portable Walkman player so you can listen to the radio broadcast while you're watching? Mm-hmm. And I wore my, I wore a uh, 
a turtleneck sweater, and mm-hmm. I I ruined it all for my my sweet cubbies. You did ruin it for your sweet cup. Even though you're at a Rangers game, you ruined it still. Yeah, Moises Alou was pissed. Mm-hmm. Adrian Beltre was really upset with you. Actually, it wouldn't be Adrian. It would be uh, probably Nelson Cruz was pissed because he's in the outfield. Who was the, uh, I guess Josh Hamilton was the third, the uh, left field outfield. So Josh would be pissed at you. He was playing he center back then. Yeah. He threw a steroid at you. A he needle. Beat his daughter with a chair. Yeah, he did that. He did that too. That's a thing he did. Yes. Yeah. What's well, a little uh the Josh Hamilton redemption train kinda went to a halt, didn't it? <laughs> I think it ended at the in the Sherlock's bathroom. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I I think there was a time a couple years ago when he was put into the Hall of Fame. I think people were lightening up on Josh Hamilton. And then that happened. And people were like, well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate, Adam. Trey, uh, we watched so, yes. The Five Bloods. Yes, we watched The Five. I was about to get a to new, that. A big new movie came yes, out. Actually, a, a couple movie. did. And you know yes. which one I had to watch first. I, I know which one you watched. And I've heard good things. I just don't know if I want to spend $20 on that PDD. Yeah. That I'll, uh, let's talk to Five Bloods, and then I'll uh, I'll wrap on King of Staten Island. Okay. Yeah, so to Five Bloods, it's a, a movie that was written and directed by Spike Lee. I found it interesting. I think it was, it, it was rewritten by Spike yes. Lee. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was rewritten. It was a uh, script that sort of had the basic plot, <clears throat> and then they kind of rewrote it to be a more of a a Spike Lee joint, if you will. And 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 in what in what way do you mean that, Trey? <laughs> because there's uh, one specific thing that he did. One specific thing that he did. Put a MAGA hat in it. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of things he did <laughs> to make it well, a Spike uh, Lee joint, uh, for sure. You know, um, it was supposed to, it was written originally about four white Vietnam vets. Oh, it's four black Vietnam vets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a Spike Lee twist. <laughs> look, I think that's it. Look, hey, I, I think it works. Yes, it works very really well, well. Especially, and I think like the, the, the real clips that he has in this movie, I think are, much better than the stuff in uh, like Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Uh, I still think it kind of takes you out of it, but I, I, it, it, I, yeah, it does it sometimes. But I think especially at the beginning, kind of when it goes through everything, and you know, you oh, have our, you have Ali yes. talking about, um, yeah. you know, the Vietnam. <clears throat> I thought all that stuff was really good. I, yeah. I'm really talking about maybe like through like as the movie goes on, and there's some points where, like when you know, they, they specifically call out a real black man in a crowd at a Trump rally. Yeah, that feels like that. that feels yeah not great. It's like oh wow, mm-hmm. you barely covered up his eyes. Way to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a little much, but I do think in kind of setting up the Vietnam era. Yeah. So Trey, what did you think? Of uh, the five I really, bullets? I really liked it. Uh, I probably more than you did. I saw your score. I, uh, I think it it was. I don't think Spike Lee works in subtlety very well. No, uh, no. And, Not his thing. 
Sorry. Not his thing. No. And so there is a bunch of stuff that was on the nose and not even just like the race stuff. I'm talking about like uh, they're at a bar and Apocalypse Now is on the screen (laughs) in the background. And that's like when I was in high school, I made a movie that was pretty much a ripoff of Pulp Fiction. And I had two characters talking while Pulp Fiction was going on in the background. It's like, and it's just way too on the nose, Spike. I'm sorry. Because uh, it is practically, it is, uh, I mean, it takes a lot from a lot, like the Deer Hunters, a lot of different Vietnam War movies you can maybe compare it to. But it definitely does the Apocalypse Now deal with uh, um, the main, I guess you, know, you would call him uh, Paul, the main character by uh, Delroy Lindo. Is that how you spell his name? Delroy Lindo? Yeah. Uh, he kind of does his Heart of Darkness sort of uh for sure and he is really 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 good in this yeah movie that's like i've one of those like oh that guy actors you know right don't you just see him in everywhere you don't really know who he is but you recognize him there's uh like i i didn't like a lot of this movie i do Mm -hmm. think that delroy lindo's performance is very good uh his character arkish thing can be pretty grating at times yeah. even though it's kind of like a weird thing where it's like oh like this is good and well well done on his role but i mm-hmm. don't necessarily think the path he goes on is necessarily the most interesting um but he it's like kind of, done so well yeah you don't know if he i mean he's going to be the villain or if he's the the sympathetic character he kind of plays every kind of the main guy the villain the sympathetic character the anti-hero all that so the it, the plot of this movie is four vietnam war veterans which they look a little young to be vietnam war vets uh yeah right yeah. <laughs> it's uh for sure uh and that's delroy lindo uh Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Clark Peters, and Norm Lewis, I believe, are the yes are the group, and uh, they're going you have, back. Um, the guy from The Wire, and he right. does his Lester. Shit. Well, uh, there's two of them because Lester from The oh, Wire okay. is one of them, and then right. and then yeah, and then does the prolonged. Shit. He does that at one point. He's like, "Hey, do your thing, do the thing." It's like, oh, I don't know, no, do the thing. Okay, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> Everybody asks him to do it. He does it in every movie. So they go, yeah. they're going back to Thailand to go see, um, to go try to find the, what they say originally is the bones of their former commander, mm-hmm. who's played by Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I think he does really good in this. Like, he looks like uh, a guy from the 60s or 70s, you know, mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Like, you can believe. There's just, like, some people that look like they're from an era, and he definitely looks like he could be from the 70s or... Yeah. For sure. Uh, But it also turns out that buried with him is a bunch of gold. Yes. And so... And so, yeah. So, there's a little bit of Delroy uh, Lindo going back through and kind of facing 
old traumas and he obviously has PTSD and yeah like bad PTSD that sort of thing there's like a little bit of a gold heist that's going on Uh, then there's like a shootout that also happened and this is kind of my big problem and Spike Lee has said uh, you know I why should movies just be one thing like why do you Mm -hmm. want them just be this well sometimes it's just a lot (laughs) and yeah this movie, I feel, is very, it's not, I, I don't know if all over the place is right, but it's just like, it does feel like, okay, this is one movie, and then it's like, okay, so then this scene happens, and you're like, all right, so there's that scene, and that's what we do in order to justify this, and we go back to the main story that goes on. But then there's like three other scenes of the same thing, and you're like, oh, this is kind of like a whole other mm-hmm. thing that's happening at the same time. So I cannot get behind this as a complete work, even though I think mm-hmm. a lot of the parts are pretty strong, if that if that makes sense. I think so. Uh, I, it was very long. It was yeah. a very long. It was like two hours and 30 minutes. So, yeah, there was a lot stuffed into it. And I think you uh, can do different things in a movie. Like I guess the one I'm gonna bring up is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where you can have because yeah. they're I don't all. I think Spike Lee would like you bringing up Quentin Tarantino. Well, but... yeah, but they're all like parallel yeah. stories that sometimes right. interact. Where these, there's like a story, and then I guess give me everything just kind of sort of you're kind of talking about. Well, I would say the. That there's like, what three, four, just like shootouts. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's the one big shootout. Well, I guess yeah, because yeah, they kind of like, get to that like, last one. It, it was weird. Like, it felt out of place that last final one because you're just like, oh, they're just gonna. Oh, okay, I didn't necessarily. Yeah, I guess so. I, I I'm thinking of the one where. The first real grizzly one. There's a the the very first one I'm totally cool with. I think that's yeah. really cool. I just think if there's some other stuff that's yeah. trimmed around the edges of things that like that feels like a hey, we're at the climax. Mm-hmm. There's probably fifteen to thirty more minutes left yeah. in this movie, and there's maybe like an hour fifteen left. Yeah, yeah. Almost Is that? There. Like you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where then it's like, oh, this is not the main challenge that kind of pops up, and then it's like, oh, there's another one, mm-hmm. and here's another thing. Then they have uh they have um uh French Nolan Ryan at the end as right. the main boss, yeah, <laughs> right. Just kind of like, all right, yeah. well, here are the French. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Majors in this, I think, is really good, and also just like freaking jacked which i did mm-hmm. not realize did you ever watch last black man in san francisco i i didn't that's really good you, i know that's you yeah. should i really really enjoyed it okay it was on netflix and i'm sorry it was on amazon for a time i don't know if that's it is on still on there i know um, people were praising that but he he was so so good in that yeah. movie and so this one but he's like kind of a he's a different kind of character than he mm-hmm. is in this and this is he's just a normal guy and he's still really really good uh 
I think, but it's different. And he's also just like freaking jacked. And then yeah. the other one, he's like kind of a dweeb. Uh huh. He is a bit dweeby. You could kind of see that coming through. Bit right. dweeby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. Uh oh. Um, sorry. Uh, my phone went off. I thought it was cool to see uh, Paul Walter Hauser not playing a total cretin in a movie. <laughs> right. He kind of just plays a guy, kind of an ancillary. I, what were those? I didn't really understand what the French characters were doing. Like, what, I, they, they were treasure hunters or. Well, they were. Minesweepers? Mine yeah, they were minesweepers. Yeah. With some of it. Yeah. Paul Walter Hauser, you probably know him by the name Richard Jewell. <laughs> yeah. He was, in, he was really movie. good in I, Tanya as well. Yeah, and um, Black Klansman. You know. Right, right. Yeah. Um, he can play a total monster or cre- cretin. Cretin's probably a better word. Cretin's a fun uh, word. Yeah, it is a fun word. But he kind of just plays a dude here. Um, I think the coolest then, thing yeah. about this movie uh is when they do flashback to Vietnam. Yeah, I wanted I, to mention that. It's it's funny because it happens on Netflix, which is the home of the Irishman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even bother. They don't bother no. de-aging any of the guys. Like their beards are still gray. Like they're they just there's look not it. really any makeup to cover any wrinkles or age that's on them. Uh, and I think it really works kind of for the story as well mm-hmm. because it's like them as old men looking back at the moment when they were younger. Yeah. So it kind of gives you that sense of, oh, this is the way that they're currently remembering yeah. that time as opposed to necessarily it being this is what it was in that mm-hmm. time. And I think on this podcast, we've specifically talked about just cast different actors. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Do that. I think this... It wouldn't necessarily work in every situation, but I think it works super well in this, especially because it's the four older men and then the one young Chadwick Boseman who's, mm-hmm. you know, stuck in time because yeah. he died. I really like the transition between, you know, the, the different aspect ratios. Yeah, 16 and all by that. You, you well, knew exactly yeah. what they were doing. And it, uh-huh. it, you, it was clear. It was really cool. I really like that. Uh, I like that they did that. Uh, yeah, I'm with you uh, because I think de-aging just, I think that kind of makes it, especially when you're de-aging actors that you know, like Robert De Niro, and you right. know how they looked back in that in the day. It just it looks, yeah. It's very uncanny and doesn't work, I don't think, very well. Mm-hmm. And th- they probably could have hid a little bit of it in a way that the Irishman couldn't with, yeah. you know, the old grainy look of... Sure. Uh, of the how the flashbacks look, but they just decided to let the older guys do it, mm-hmm. and it was it was good. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a bit bloated, but I I thought it was uh, an interesting take on sort of Viet. We don't see too many Vietnam War movies anymore, do we? Which is, you would think, with that generation getting very old now, you would, right? Mm-hmm. But you haven't really. Uh, it's mostly World War Two. World War One has had a resurgence with like uh-huh. 1917, uh, um, the Nolan one, uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. But yeah, you, you I guess is Dunkirk World War Two or World War One? Dunkirk was World was, War Two. Okay, yeah. yeah. You don't really see a lot of Vietnam War movies, and I guess maybe that's because 
the Vietnam War was such a time and place politically that, and it wasn't a sexy war. It wasn't a war that was we're fighting because I think World War II has the sexy appeal, you know, the sex appeal where it's hey, we're fighting the Nazis and America, and this is obviously good and evil. There's no. There's nothing to, except for maybe some people in our country now, there's really nothing to, uh, you know, t- there, there, there's, I'm sorry, there is no gray area. Nazis are bad. Right. We're, right. Our West is good. Yeah. Now, some people disagree. Uh, I think they're a bunch of horrible people, but uh, no, Nazis <laughs> are bad. But Vietnam War, that's a lot different. It's It was kind of unsure what we were doing. We're fighting against communism and the spread of commu- communism, but we're going into this country and they're just defending themselves. That's a whole sticky issue, which I think probably makes for better movies, but we haven't really seen too many. And I guess Tropic Thunder, but that's kind of a comedy. That doesn't really count. That's not even a Vietnam War movie at all. They're making a Vietnam War movie, but it's not mm-hmm. a Vietnam War. I don't know. But yeah, you know, I'd be interested to see more with different, especially with how kind of Spike Lee. Even though he is a bit ham-fisted about it, he does, uh, I think the stuff at the beginning is very in- important and interesting about how, you know, the blacks were very mistreated, the, the, the soldiers fighting and, you know, going to war were mistreated and, and they didn't really, you know, Muhammad Ali pretty much saying like, hey, I why would I go to war against them? They're not trying to fight me. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, then like the news broadcast and you saw that in uh, Watchmen to bring up another very... Uh, you know, political uh, show how in World War One the Germans would send messages to uh, African Americans saying, "Hey, we're not, we don't want to, we're not trying to enslave you, and you know, come right. come join our side." And that was similar in this movie is they're sending out messages to black uh, black troops saying, "Hey, come and join us. We're not trying to hurt you. They're tr- they're the ones who are trying to kill you." And so I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, not or I thought that was interesting, not neat, but uh, I yeah, thought it was. So, I thought it was neat. Thought it was neat, but yeah, it's it's an interesting era, and I'd like to maybe see more Vietnam War stuff because that's those are always fun movies. So Trey, mm-hmm. right now, would you? Uh, is this your? Number one movie of the year. I don't even think I have a list of the movies I saw this year because it's not that many. As far as like new releases, like new, yeah, it's it's tough. I don't know. I I don't think I I have the movies I've seen this year, but as far as new, maybe I don't know. Sonic movie might be above this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Movie of the year is Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sorry, Sonic is <laughs> number one movie of the year. Sorry. Speaking of, I think it might be. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked uh, I liked Invisible Man, but this probably is more weighty than that. Right. I I agree. It's more weighty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I liked Invisible Man a little bit better. I also was a fan of. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Did you see the new Elizabeth Moss movie? She's in another one. No, I, I haven't, but that, yeah, that's a, uh, that's an interesting one uh, from from what I've seen. I haven't watched the movie, but. Yeah, I, 
So I've seen Sonic the Hedgehog. <clears throat> this uh, I've seen Invisible Man. Was Color Out of Space was last year? Yeah. Um, and I've seen this. Uh, I've only seen three new releases this year. But it just—it's so weird. Is I don't know what's a new release now because it's all being distributed in other places. Right. Yeah. It's a bit confusing, Adam. I'm gonna have to get on it. I did take a. So I am this next month gonna have two weeks off. Ooh. One week is furlough, and one week I just took five days off. And is that? Is that? Uh, is that quarantine? Uh, I'm sorry. Is that tenant time? When that is coming out? Mm, maybe. When is Ted supposed to come out? Now. It's oh, 31st, of, right? Yeah. No, it won't be. I'll be working. There you go. Do There's, you think it comes out in theaters? Yes. I do. Especially, did you see this AMC stuff? I guess we... We can probably get into a little bit of news now. Sure. We'll we do want to my... get your review of the PDD flick, though. But let me know about the news. Yeah, so Tenet coming out July 31st. AMC mm-hmm. famously, famously came out, said, hey, we're not going to require masks oh, in, our, really? in, our, in our theaters because we don't want we don't want to put out a political statement, essentially. Oh, I saw that story, yeah. Which is A political awful. statement. Which is awful. That's terrible. Yeah. Like, masks are not political. Like, <laughs> whatever. It's fine. If you don't want to force people to wear masks, uh, most restaurants that are open right now, like, that's fine. Man, I went, to a, I went to a Fuzzies. I was like the only guy wearing a mask. It was a bunch of old right. people. There's, I mean, you can go... <laughs> And there's plenty of people without masks. I wear my mask. I got I think, two more masks. I think other people, it's it's your right. Whatever you yeah. you want to do, I think you should. I think you're dumb if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, there's a certain amount of assumed risk that you can take and whatever. I wear my mask as a courtesy to other people. Uh, it's not, like, to help me. It's just, like, I... I don't want to get it, so I don't spread it to somebody else. I don't want to be responsible for spreading it to somebody else. Right. Whatever. Uh, AMC reversed courses. Yeah. Says, hey, we uh, we are going to require masks because they got a ton of backlash yeah. from it. I do think <clears throat> some of it political for AMC, though, is we want people to buy our freaking big tubs of popcorn and drink our way too well, big can drinks. You do that. You just take the mask off for a second. Well, yeah. In the theater. But you pay if tickets. you say, hey, we, we require you to wear a mask, and then people are like, well, he's not wearing a mask. He's, but, but, he's eating his popcorn and he's all but laughing. But you go to a restaurant. And he's laughing at Sonic flossing. <laughs> That is a funny scene. Yeah, you would laugh at that because it's yeah, hilarious. Because wait, it's, all your all your your little spittle goes out all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at a restaurant, though, it's you don't wear the mask when you're at the table, right? So, 
I don't get the, what the big deal is. Well, I mean, it's because you're sitting in a place yeah. nearer to people. Right. Well, then you, you sanction rows off. You got to do, right. and they'll do, do one seat between you two. Like two bros going to see a movie together. They don't want to look like they're gay, so they sit. They have we one can't, seat between them. We, we can't sit next to each other. Can't. I was people thinking that we're freaking out. Yeah. I always find that weird. And I have friends who'll do it. I'm just like, and then it's like, you don't want to be like, why don't you sit next to me? It's like, okay, do your thing. But it's why not do it? All right. Sit next to right here, right here, babe. There you go. No, you don't don't have to say that. Just say, no, you weirdo. I want to talk to you about this movie every once in a while and not have to scream across the theater. Bro, we can't sit next to each other. Hey. That guy was on Blue Bloods. <laughs> he I was hate on seeing Blue movies. Bloods. Dude, my mom will be like, Trey, what's going on? Trey, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. What's going on? What'd she say? What'd they say? Did they say this? Uh, oh so, what was your, what's your, oh, I probably know your worst theater experience. When you're eating popcorn and some lady fat shamed, you said that fat tubby tub tub ate a whole thing of popcorn. That was pretty bad because it was during a quiet place and she was like grunting and, a quiet and grumbling the entire time. Yeah. That was a pretty bad one. Um, My worst was I went to go. It was Silver Linings Playbooks. Silver Linings Playbook. And I think I that was like a day where I had like a triple feature. I just went to three movies in a day. Dang. Didn't say shit. And... I think it was Planet Rise. It was Planet of the Apes, the the one with James Franco. Uh-huh. It was Captain America, the First Avenger, and it was um, Silver Lining Playbook. And there was they just, really ended it on a high note. I don't know if that was that was the order, but that was the three of them. And I uh, nice I was and uplifting. Sitting, yeah, and it was an uplifting. It was an uplifting movie. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't end in a bad, you know. Uh, there was, I, I was like the only person in the theater, and there was a gaggle of of Karens. I guess you would call them what? Karens now. Wait, what? <laughs> what is this? Did, did they ask to speak to the manager? They did a few times. <laughs> and yes. they're they're sitting. I'm like in the back row. They're sitting like a row in front of me. No one else is in the theater, and they're just. Just gaggling the whole time. Just oh, did yapping. they have a bottle of wine to split between them? They did. Karen! And then one of them, one of the Karens looked back at me and said, uh, I forgot what she said, but it was something snarky. Just like, my oh, son is white. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was great. Uh, I didn't have, I did not have too much trouble at my showing of A Quiet Place. People were pretty quiet. That's good. Now, John Trzynski gives me the good news that I need. <laughs> gives me life. <laughs> uh, AMC opening 450 of its uh, like 600 theaters. July 15th, trying to get Mulan and Tenant to kickstart people going back. Mulan? That's still coming out? That is still... Coming out. How do you feel? Would do you? Would you? Would you break for tenant? Maybe for tenant. 
I think maybe. I've gone to a lot of movies in empty theaters after work. I'm sure you yeah. you are yes. able to have the same experience because we that. work we work different schedules. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'm able to get on golf courses super easily, and yes. I can go watch movies essentially alone in theaters. Yeah. It's uh, some of the things that I like. The perks. The perks. I was I, <clears throat> I was thinking the other day. It sucks. I can't just go see a movie right now. Yeah. You know? Oh, I feel that way all the time. Yeah. So yeah, we'll go see a movie. There I don't is. Care. So other news: Oscars pushback. <clears throat> Cowards. Yeah. They don't They're... want to nominate Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> as their number ninth best picture of the year. Jim Carrey, the supporting actor, <laughs> Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> uh, but I really, I'm not sure how much extra, how many more new movies are going to be able to come out within. I don't know. At that two month time period, they pushed it back, so like early February could have interesting stuff. Uh. Man. I don't know. I think we could still end up with a pretty weak. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be pretty weak. Oh, like do you do you put a bunch of like Sundance movies in there, like independent movies? Like take I don't know what's in February, January, and February for um as far as the independent films go, but uh, I mean I don't know, or like the festivals go, but. Uh, would you just say this was in a festival it counts? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you would have to. Mm-hmm. Did you see what the uh what some guys did and I'm very jealous that we didn't come it's up very with generic. this idea. What? Okay. So I don't know what some guys did. This is what some guys did. They made right. a movie on Zoom like 40 okay. minutes, 40 minutes long or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like a horror movie. It's like a legitimate movie. They've done that before. That's uh, yeah. right. They put it in an independent theater that's opened. Yeah. They bought all the tickets. The theater gave them full things back. So they mm-hmm. were able to put, I think it was $40,000 Yeah. into it. They bought all their own tickets. They got, I think, maybe not all of the money, but they got at least most of the money back. Mm-hmm. And their movie... Number one on Box Office Mojo. Oh, really? They won. They won the box office for a week. That would, would we guess that on box office <laughs> in our in our predictions. I don't yeah. think we would have. Um, that's uh, that's an awesome. Send me that story because that's an awesome move. Yeah, like so to, cool. Yeah, and it really made me mad because I was like, what? What else do we do except? <laughs> talk about this stuff yeah um yeah so anyway trey what have you been boss move um i've been watching the sopranos i've been finishing that show up adam and i'll tell you it is really good we're doing the deja vu podcast we're on season six we uh tony just came out of his coma he's all good now i love the dream stuff in the show i love the weird uh i guess purgatory stuff if you call it purgatory i think that's kind of what makes the show really unique as as well as sort of the the family aspects 
Uh, I watched like some clips of the of the premiere or the uh, pilot episode, and it was very much trying to be kind of a Goodfellas. But I think the show is so much more than that, and I think that's maybe why I I could see probably people's complaints about the show as as it goes forward, uh-huh. because it is all it's not really about the mafia. I mean, there's the mafia stuff is interesting, but it's not like the main focus, right? You know, it's a lot of. Uh, Tony and um, his mental states and sort of the questions about about you know life about everything. It's a, it's a great show, it really is. It is. I saw uh, who was doing it. Someone was doing like a best HBO shows of all time bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I think it was Rotten Tomatoes, maybe on oh, yeah, Twitter, I saw something like that. Yeah, and. They they lost. Sopranos lost to like Westworld. Yeah, it's it, it's <laughs> it's one of those shows. I know it's ridiculous. That's that's it, it is as advertised. It really is one of the best, if not the best, show on television or or ever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those shows that I think as time goes on, you're just like. Okay, that's just a generic list. That's like saying that Godfather is the best movie ever made. That's like saying, you know, the Beatles are the best band ever. It's it's just the generic, you know. But I really think it's it's true. It's definitely up there. I mean, it's just it's so well done and I think you forget why it was so well done, you know. It's it's not because of the mob stuff. Uh-huh. That I like it. I like the mob stuff, but that's not why I really like the show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You like it because Christopher sits on the dog and kills it. I do like that. That's, <laughs> That's one scene I do remember. There's like little, and I was telling Travis, there's like little bits and little bits and pieces I remember like very vividly, and that's definitely one of them. <laughs> Christopher. It's the best one. Yeah. And he, yeah. Oh! What would you say in your rewatch has been the best episode? Uh, Test Dream was really good. Also, White Cat. Well, Test Stream is the one where he uh, realizes he has to kill Tony B, Steve Buscemi. Right. I think White Caps was great. That was the big fight that's, between Tony and Carmella. That's a really good one. That's also yeah. when Big Pussy dies, right? Or is no, that-, that was end of season two. White Caps is the end of season three. What is... White- end of season White two Caps was Pussy. About- right. White Caps well, is right. when... White Caps is the big end of... Carmella and Tony where he finally gets kicked out yeah I think maybe the best kind of the ones that you're talking about are kind of individual like like culmination of a long time I think kind of the best individual episode is uh what's that it's the one where uh Polly and Christopher have to chase down the Russian guy yeah 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 yeah. that's yeah that's one of the best yeah that is probably the best episode that's so uh, it's pine, so much pine, fun. Pine that's, something. That's considered like the best episode of the show. I've yeah, I've been putting together one. a list of my favorite single pine episodes. barons. I think pine barons. Right. That sounds right. I've yeah, been putting a, that's, together a list of my favorite episodes of TV, just of all time, like perfect episodes of TV, and that that is one of them. But yeah, that's definitely I'm sure there. there's more Sopranos that. Uh, should be on it, but that's the only one I have so far. That, that show, there's a, a lot of episodes that don't necessarily stand out. 
it's one of those culmination kind of shows, you right. know, where I think I could tell you my favorite episode of Lost, which is Deus Ex Machina. It's not the not the constant, though that is up there. It's a great episode. I went back and watched um, inter- the International Assassin episode yeah. of Leftovers, Leftovers because that was what kind of sparked it. Was I was like, yeah, that's like my favorite episode of TV. It also was it. I combined two of those episodes. Um, yeah. Because the that stuff I was thinking the, about in my head, the the karaoke is later on, right? Yeah, yeah. It's still so great. International mm. Assassin is amazing, and in order to get to it, what what makes it so amazing is how out of nowhere it is. Because like the mm. episode before, you know, Justin Theroux drinks poison and the guy who's supposed to save him shoots himself. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's just like, oh, where do you go from here? And then it's just like this weird, trippy episode where you're just trying to figure out. I really want to rewatch. I, I know it hasn't been that long. since. Like, I think we started watching The Leftovers pretty early on in this I podcast. remember, yeah, because I remember going to lunch or dinner. I forgot what it was, but I went with you and, and Gina and this is like, I think it was just a night after we did a podcast very early on. And I think it might have been, and we uh, talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just and at um, at some bar. I think, I think I want to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. You should. It's a great, it is depressing. That is a very depressing show. Oh, I for sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not one of those people like not in this climate or this, uh, or, or I just got to keep, not uh, um, not what's going on right now. I can't be sad, but I mean, it's definitely it's not going to make you happier <laughs> about what's going on in the world. You know, it's it's definitely a sad show. Well, but I'll tell very, you, it's very I'll, good. I'll yeah, tell you who give me else. A comedy to watch. Give me a fun show, Adam. I want to. I want to watch a fun movie. So a give me fun. some. Give me a comedy. Well, uh, I gotta say, King of Staten Island is not. Uh, not that fun movie. Oh no! Does he make jokes about his dad all the time? Uh, not all the time. They do like there's that one little bit that's in the trailer where he's yeah. like, "My dad's dead." His dad being dead is the center of the entire com- movie. Yeah. If you're a PDD fan <laughs> like me, if you uh, if if you're steeped in the the lore PD PDD universe. Yeah. Pete Davaverse. Then you know uh I mean you don't have to know a lot to know that his dad died in nine eleven. In the King of Staten Island, his dad just died in a generic fire. Um The big problem with this movie is it's way too apatow. It is. It's kind of all over it's really it's into like, itself. <sighs> So the very first scene, Pete Davidson essentially tries to kill himself. Nice. He closes his eyes while mm-hmm. driving and just speeds up his car. You've never done that? And just goes, Wait. goes. And then there's like cars that are spun out and then he goes around it. And so it's like, okay, so this guy is dark. 
throughout the whole movie. He Edgy. talks about he talks about his mental issues and mm-hmm. his struggles in all these different areas. But his character is kind of played like Seth Rogen and knocked yeah. up or something like that, where it's like lovable loser. Yeah, it's like a little bit darker, but it's still like this guy won't stop smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I just don't think it. Bill Burr in this movie, amazing, so good, and. All the best scenes are Bill Burr and Pete Davidson talking in their relationship. I think it's super strong. I think Marissa Tomei, who plays Pete Davidson's mom, is really good in this as well. Um, but there's just not a ton of... It's another movie that seems a little like... Here's a little bit over here. There's like a bunch of storylines where there's like this girl that he's having sex with but doesn't really want to be a thing with. He has these friends that want to do have this sex thing. sex with want to be a thing his, with. Yeah, his Bill Burr having sex with his mom. He doesn't yeah. like that. Uh, he wants to be a tattoo artist. There's kind of that whole thing. And there are laughs in the movie. Uh, I'm what not going to say... half, though? That's the problem. Laughs? It's a laugh. Right. But it, there may not be a, a half of a laugh Yeah, that follows. Mm-hmm. So it may just be a laugh. Okay. Uh, I think the big problem is that Pete Davidson himself is just not like the character. His name is Scott or something like that, uh, and not Pete Davidson. Which, unlike SNL, where he is that what is you not thought it was going to be about Pete Davidson? I, I mean, I, I didn't think it was because it is. It is yeah. his story, and some of the stuff that he talks about in his stand-up special are scenes in this movie where he goes back to the firehouse and some of the guys knew his dad and he's like tell me the real stories about my dad and they do some of that because he's like oh he was always like a hero that's what they always Mm -hmm. told me tell give me the real stories there's stuff that pulls from that and a lot of that stuff is pretty good but like pete davidson himself is not ever likable enough to be like no fuck this guy he mm-hmm. where it's like oh he constantly gets in his in his own way and can never achieve but it's not like oh shucks it's like no this guy's an asshole yeah. like you don't not seth rogan like we've talked about right. last week and, loser and you know. it is like if you establish more of his like if you yeah. dig more into his mental issues, then that's something that can get you that. So it kind of said mental issues, but then really sympathy. get into mental issues, right? Which, and I mean, it's not like I need a like full psychological breakdown, but just something mm-hmm. to be like, hey, these are actual, these are these are problems that yeah. you're having in all these moments where you, where instead you just kind of look shitty or mm-hmm. incompetent, but. There's a little bit of it that's like, if this guy just learns to clean his room, he'll be mm. a okay. And it's right, like, big montage no, of fluffing pillows and cleaning stuff up. He's he washes good. washes fire trucks. Oh, he does. There, that builds character, Adam. You know that. There you go. And he's like, why, why do we do this? That just goes to the fire. Nobody cares if you got a shiny <laughs> fire truck at the fire. All the and, kids want to see a shiny fire truck. Um, this is this is kids gonna grow up through firefighters, you know. Bill Burr is so funny though. Bill Burr yeah. is like 
a very very good actor and it's not I, you watch I heard his, from a person i respect that yeah he's very good in this yes a person that i respect that also likes zookeeper well well there you go <laughs> who Should we watch zookeeper next week <laughs> i'm good i'm kidding i don't want to unless you do <laughs> i i would tell you that i one do not want to watch zookeeper <laughs> Uh, and well, I guess if we are going to do every Adam Sandler movie, we do have to do Zookeeper <laughs> at some point. One one day we have to do it. Uh, King of Staten Island. I would if this was a Netflix movie, I think I would give it a lot more. I did pay twenty dollars to watch it. Bucks. Yeah. So now- it's an issue, and it there's enough problems with it that I'm like, do not spend twenty dollars on it under any circumstances once it comes out on some sort of streaming service you could watch it and have an okay time okay all right but it is not a tour de force of like pete davidson i think i did like him better in big time adolescence where he was like just a uh like a messed up role model for a kid as opposed to being the actual main character. Mm-hmm. So not best Judd Apatow movie. What's your favorite Judd Apatow? What's your ranking of the Apatows? And not the stuff he produced, the stuff he actually directed. I I, bl- I think Funny People is his best. I need to rewatch that. I really liked it. And I think I liked it so much because it, it was pretty much a retelling of Great Gatsby, which I really like Great Gatsby. That's his best? Um, I think that's his best movie. I do... Let me just look up, because sometimes I mean, watched, what he uh, directs and... 40-Year-Old Virgin. And that's 40-Year-Old Virgin there. is probably number two. Knocked up. Probably number three. Because, mm. I mean, then after that, it's... I really didn't like This Is 40. Uh, I thought it was a bit up its own ass. Right. I also didn't like it because I was watching it at my buddy's place, and his girlfriend wanted to watch it. Now wife, now wife, Ugh. and and uh, it kept ruining Lost. And I was having my friend watch the show, and it kept spoiling it, and I was pissed. Unbelievable! They kept showing spoilers for the freaking show and the whole movie. Why were they doing that? Why was Judd Apatow doing that? He's like, oh, I'm so above the show. I'm going to spoil it for people. <laughs> I hate those people. I thought Trainwreck was pretty decent, I never actually. saw Trainwreck, I guess. Yeah, I didn't see that. Bill Hader's really good in it. Well, Amy, Amy, in Schu- Amy Schumer's He kind of takes. as well. He's kind of been doing a, I'm going to take an actor that is really famous, but a lot of people don't like and make right. a movie with them. Yep, <laughs> that's, that's his thing. thing. Like, there will be some sort of like, It'll just be like someone that he's interested in. He's yeah, which is what he was going to do a long time ago with Bo Burnham. He had oh, yeah. Bo. He had Bo Burnham like in the days of when High School Musical was a big thing. He was going to have Bo Burnham write a High School Musical yeah movie. But you know, Bo Burnham now he's too uh, too sad boy, oh, no. which is fine. He's yeah. always kind of in that way. But he's not. He's not 
I'm Boyo doing fake yeah. raps in my room. Who, who's the next uh, big time celebrity that everyone doesn't like to be in a Judd Apatow movie? Uh, I think it's almost to the point now where he's going to have his daughter star in a movie. Oh yeah, yeah, they're like She's, all of them, aren't they? She is. She has a big role in King of Staten Island. Okay, old old Maud, Maud. Uh, is Pete Davidson's sister, and that's mm-hmm. another storyline that kind of like pops up and doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's she's pretty good actually. Okay. Like, it wasn't like a show stopping performance or anything. Look, he wouldn't but... be the first person to cast his kids in a movie, so go for it. Right. You know? Yeah. Go for But it. I think Do I it. think it may be close to a point where he does a yeah. like coming of age thing with his own daughter. Okay. That'd be cool. With Seth Rogen. Jeremy and Hill. yeah, and Seth Rogen. Who is my age? Having... Well, he's older than me. Seth Rogen? Wait. Yeah, did I say Seth Rogen? He's way older than me. So, yeah. I think I was just thinking that he was my age in, in Pineapple Express, which made me sad. Right. Because yeah. he was banging a high schooler. Yeah, I'm not banging a high schooler. <laughs> what? Seth Rogen's only 38? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's only 38. What? That makes sense. I would not have guessed that. Really? Well. I would thought I thought he was in his mid forties easily. No, no, thirty eight's about right. Surprised, color me done a, surprised. Done a lot in under forty years. What have you done? I ain't done Nothing. shit. Ain't done shit. I ain't done shit either, Adam. All right, well, we could talk about that. I thought we were going to end when I said I hope not dating a high schooler. That's usually when you do your bye 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 thing, but you didn't. No. So now we're going to meander for a little bit. Okay. What are we going to talk about next week? What I mean, if you have anything else you want to say about high school girls, feel free. You know, a lot about them high school girls. Bye. <laughs>